with me this morning. Turn in your Bible with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. That's a good offering, brother. I, I, I wasn't going to give. I was holding on, but I dug deep until when the word of the Lord came, I said, I'll do it. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Now, I told you this last week. We're talking about the, the I am essential. The I am essential. And you go, what in thunder is that? Well, just hang on. I'll explain it. But it's the I am. The I am. What are you? Who are you? We know, we know that you can't have more than what you know you are. That you can't do more than what you are. If you're not a brick mason, you can stack some bricks, but we wouldn't say we want that in our house. So we, we're going to call for someone that says, I am a bricklayer. I am a plumber. I am an electrician. Is that right? So when we say I am rich and I am healed, it's baseless. It doesn't have any form. It does, it's empty. It's a vacuum unless you say who you are. I'm a covenant man and I'm one with him as he is. So am I in this world. Oh, so there's a, a what, what do you call that? A, a, when a case has a predecessor. Uh, precedent, that's it. We have precedent for what we claim. But a lot of Christians don't. They're claiming, but they don't have precedent in their life. They don't, they don't know who they are, so they're just winging it. Y'all know about winging it. They're hoping and they're praying. They're winging it. Well, if I pray this prayer, well, prayer, everybody has so much. I'm going to get off on this just for a minute. Everybody says prayer is the answer. Oh, we, we need to pray. Prayer fixes everything. No, prayer doesn't fix anything. It's the faith that's embedded in prayer. Prayer is just the Uber, the Lyft or the taxi that took it where it was supposed to go. Prayer in itself is not even noble. You can pray wrong. <laughs> so prayer takes things. So if you don't fill your prayer with faith, are you hearing me? If you don't fill your prayer with faith, then it doesn't matter where you send it and what your intentions are. It goes empty and nobody gets out of the lift or the taxi. Nobody gets out. So the mountain just says, I'm not moving. And it doesn't. And so we have to redevelop our theology and say, well, sometimes the Lord knows. And garbage like that. Bill Johnson said, I cannot afford to have a thought in my head about me that is not his. Bill Johnson said, I cannot afford. That means it's detrimental, that it's dangerous, that it's harmful. It's a negative. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head, a thought, a, a precept, a foundational basis in my head, a way of doing business in my head for my life. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head, not one thought, no thought. One thought is dangerous to the whole plethora of thoughts. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head. I cannot. It is dangerous. It is antithetical. It is wrong to have a thought in our head that about me, about me, about me, that is not his. Here's his. Here's his thoughts. It's the only thoughts you should have. You shouldn't have a thought. Well, sometimes the Lord knows best and he does it his way. 
That's just garbage. That's not in here. It never says that. Well, you never know what the Lord's going to do. Sure you do. It's in the book. It's in the book. He wrote the book. He, he believes the book. He believes that you and I should believe the book. And so I cannot afford to have a thought in my head about me, about me that is not his. So I have to have his thoughts about me if I'm going to be who he says I am and that I should do and I should have. I have to have his thoughts. In other words, if you want God's results, by his stripes I am healed, then you have to do it his way. Everybody wants that, but they're like, ah, we'll get that on the way back. You got to get it. You got to take it with you. Who are you? Who are you? That's the I am essential. Who am I? What is the borders of my jurisdiction? How far can I go? Can I, can I cast out real big demons or am I to low level demons? Am I just going to, you know, sweep the house? Can I speak to mountains? Can, what, what can I do? What, what is the edge of my authority? Because if it's not in here, don't do it. I prophesied of five pink Cadillacs to come to my house and be with my name on them. Ah, that's not even in Hezekiah. That's, <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you won't find that one. You can't get that one going. The Lord's not going to sanction that. Sure. So we have to stay on his thoughts. So what we're doing is we're weeding out. We're pulling out thoughts that didn't come from him. Where did they come from? Well, we thought them. Traditions of men. Well, mama said. Mama said. Well, my, my Baptist preacher always said. You know, we sat in a service one time. I tell this all the time, but it's because it's one of my favorite. Where, where the preacher, whatever he was, he said, well, you know, sometimes, and, and, and there's, a, there's a casket there. There's a casket there. So everybody is wondering what, what's going on. And so he explains it. That's what his job is, to explain it. So he says, well, sometimes God's good is not our good. In other words, you're not thinking this is good because mama or brother or whoever it was, brother, he's gone and you're thinking it's bad, but God has another thought on it. This is good. But you little weak things, you little feeble-minded things, you can't understand God's good because you have a lower level of the understanding of good. And he was trash talking. I'd rather, I'd rather see a mechanic at NASCAR. I'd rather listen to that than what I heard that day. I'm assuming NASCAR has mechanics that are colorful. So, so it was just a lie. It was just a lie. It was just making it up. It was a thought that God never thought. Someone failed. There was a premature death there and someone failed because it was not God's plan. It wasn't his agenda. Well, I don't be disparaging, you know, my, my honey, my brother, my father, my mother, whatever. Well, we're not. We're just not going to say anything. But we all know that when we go early, there's a failure. There's a, you took your eye off the ball. You took your focus off the promise. Somebody messed up. Because he says, with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. 
We don't going to heaven's good. I don't mean to be on this, but going to heaven's good. And we don't say that gummit. They went to heaven. I just feel so bad about that. No, we don't. We're going. Yay, team. Go. But we don't say God sent you. Have I stepped into it? Can you tell yet? <laughs> well, I'm not through, so perhaps I'll give you a chance here in a minute. So when you believe that, that I can't afford to have a thought in my head that's not God's, when you believe that in your heart, an awakening has come. You have stepped over. When you draw a line and say, I am getting rid of every thought that's not God's. We're putting up the big filter, the screen. We're not letting anything in this thing, the mind of Christ, wherever we are. We're going to make this line up with this. And we're going to start pushing back on stuff. We may not call people out. We may just say yes, amen, which is what I did that day. But we don't, we don't have any respect for people that are... It's one thing to be deceived and keep it to yourself. Just be stupid. But it's another thing to go out and make a fool of yourself and say, well, this, is, this isn't in the Bible, but I'm going to preach it like it is because your comfort, your perceived comfort out there with this casket in the room is more important than me telling the word that is true telling God's plan. And we just don't go there. And besides, it didn't comfort anybody. The good news is, is when I brought it up later, nobody, nobody ever heard it. I was, me and Deborah were the only two in the whole room that I think of that, uh, that heard it. He didn't say that. Why would he say that? Well, he said it. Well, I'm off of that now. Y'all can be glad. But the question is, is what... This is what Debbie always said. What's in your truth bucket that's not true? Because you're living out of your truth bucket. And the lie will fail you. The lie will fail. You will speak to the mountain and the mountain will go. Because it only responds to truth spoken in faith. That's now it, it's under jurisdiction too. mountains are under jurisdiction. Well, that mountain doesn't have to move for anybody. Uh, yes, it does. Fig trees have to come out, too. But it knows better than we do. The word of faith, the word of authority, the word of God spoken in faith. I believe I receive when I pray. It knows it. And so if it doesn't move, because it does know it, if it doesn't move, then you didn't bring it. Is that fair? If the mountain knows, the mountain knows it has to move. It's not like the mountain just says, I don't want to. The Bible says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. So if he doesn't flee... Maybe we didn't submit ourselves, therefore, to God. 
because the word is true. So our quest, our quest is not to make up stuff and, and fight for the victory. We're in the fight. We're in the fight. We're in spiritual warfare. We're fighting for we're fighting for it to be a better life. No, we're not. We're fighting to find out who we are. That's all. Find out who who am I? Oh, it's more than I thought. It's more than they told me. And so it's up to me to discover who I am. Because at that point, at that juncture, and along that line of travel, you find out what you can do. Demons are afraid of me. And I have power over money. Now, just not everybody says that. I mean, anybody can say that. you got two ways for to operate your mouth. You can operate your mouth out of your head. Mental ascent will speak right through that little pumpkin, pearly white, and just and will sing the most melodious of untruths. But if you get the word of faith down here, if you get the word of God that's been meditated on, and and come into an agreement with, that's who I am. That's who. That's what I have. That's what I do. That's what I do. I do that. Not I can do that. I do that. I have that. Wherever that comes, in whatever level of your life, when you get a release and transport it out of this place, your innermost being, and transport it out into the seen world. It's unseen, but you transport it in the seen world to the mountain or the, the trouble, the challenge, the need, the the thing that's lying against your life. Pitiful finances is a lie against your life. But if you don't know it, well, that's just what God sent. And that's what we're going to work on. Well, then that's what you're going to have because that's the truth you believe and that's the truth you sent. And nothing changes with that truth. Some, sometimes God just puts stuff on you to teach you a lesson. Well, if that's the truth you believe, that's the truth you send. And that's the truth you have. And nothing changes. As a matter of fact, if you're not mindful, it can get worse. You know, about this time, we always get pneumonia every year. Oh, well, gosh. Let's set that up and get that on the billing system so that we can collect on it. I've gone this far in my notes. <laughs> Uh, so my question this morning, I always have a question, but here my question is this morning is what is it about this word that aggravates you? Let's just go deep. It's just us this morning. We're going to take advantage of just us this morning. What is it about this word that aggravates you? And you and Probably me would say, nothing aggravates me. I love it. It's my dearest. It's, it's sweet. It's, I love the word. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's, we can tell by listening to each one of us, and we can tell if, and put you under the truth serum, that there's certain scriptures that you don't like, that, matter of fact, they kind of aggravate you, and you steer around them. Hmm. Well, that would mean that there's certain things that are in the word that you're not using 
because it's not you. It's not you. Because who we are does this and has that. And if we're not doing this and having that, that's not who we are in our estimation. It's who he made us. But if you, if, if you think like a worm, you're going to have wormy stuff. It doesn't matter if it's the king's portion. You're going to be wormy. Okay, you're in 2 Corinthians. I ask you to go there. Verse, chapter 8, verse 9. Let's see if we can stir something up this morning. Y'all ready to stir something up? Now, remember my job. Remember all of our jobs is to love one another, but it's also to provoke one another to love and good works. And that word provoke is provoking. So you don't mind. You don't mind them putting a shovel in your garden and digging up some stuff that's not supposed to be there. That's where y'all are supposed to say, amen. Yes, sir. We got it. Uh huh. OK, I've got another message here that is that is is K through three years old, three third grade. OK, verse nine, chapter eight, verse nine. For, you know, you know, you understand the word is actually an intimate understanding. It's the word that we would translate revelation for, you know, it's well grounded in you. It's you are in agreement with it and there's no disparity. There's no dis discussion about it. It's like I would defend it to the death. It's an intimate knowledge. It's a revelation for you know. And so what follows that? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we do know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. But what is it? That though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor. The word poor there, as you know, is the word indigent. It's not like I, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. It's not that. It's indigent. It's beggarly. He became beggarly. He became indigent. People don't like that. People don't like that. But on the cross, he divested. He was divested of everything. He was emptied out. We've got to understand that. If you want to know who you are, you've got to know what he did to get you to where you are. Why? Why did he on the cross become poor for my sake? What happened? The substitution. The substitution. He became sin that we might become and be made the righteousness of God in him. He became what we were so that he would satisfy the judgment price so that we could become who he was. It doesn't matter what you did this morning, yesterday, or the day before. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is no stain on you. We are sealed by him, and there's no stain on your spirit. And you'll stand before him, and you'll be clean. Clean. Well, Lord, you must, uh, your system must be down because I, I've, done, I've done a lot of stuff that's not, uh, not that good. Matter of fact, it's ungood. He said, clean by the blood of Jesus. He became you 
took it away. The scapegoat took it away so that you might be made the righteousness of God. How righteous, Lord? Angel righteous? No. Nope. He made you a little lower than Elohim, it says in Psalm 8. He made you like him. He didn't make you him, but he made you like him. Oh, so he became what I was, so I would become who he is. And so now because of what he did, I am who I am. Well, that's exactly what's going on here. It's just another version or another tenet of the faith that says he became poor because I was poor, beggarly and indigent. He became who I was so that I might be made who he is. Oh, he said, you got to know that intimately. You got to know that where it's just automatic. And you go, well, yeah, I do that all the time. I know that. Oh, yeah, we, we know what you say you say, what you say you know, what you say you understand. But if we follow each one of us around and, and get into your purse and get into your checking account, if we get into your what you say, we might come up with a different conclusion, which then would explain why we're not having what the word says we should be having because that's the great mystery. I'm doing what I think the Bible says to do. I'm thinking like the Bible says I should be thinking, but I'm not having what the Bible says I should be having. Therein is the mystery. Well, God, it's you because sometimes you just know best and you just, you just trash your word and say, we'll do something else just for your little pumpkin feelings. No, I don't think so. He said, my word is so wonderful and so holy that it's above my own name. Oh, my word. What, what, what could he say? What, how could he exalt his word more than his name? But he did. So there's no, there's no discussion there, is there? I said, when we find it in the word and become intimate with it, that is the way it is. And it doesn't matter how you argue or, or just puff up or don't speak or don't, don't want to talk about it or whatever. That is the way it is. And, and, and better men than us have gone forward and had less. We, you can't change the word. And thank God. Praise God. Y'all are getting a little itchy out there. So... Uh, but how about Philippians? I, well, let's go back to this. I never hear anybody quoting this scripture. Well, you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. I'm standing on that, Pastor. I've, that's my word. I have what I have because of this word, this scripture, this, this truth, this immutable pillar in the kingdom. I never hear it. You know what we do here? <laughs> uh, but my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I've been meditating that. Why do we say one and not the other? Because one is actually the truth and the other one, if you read the verses before that, are very subjective to an obedient act. He said, 
you gave to the saints that were in need. Therefore, therefore, my God shall supply. In other words, it's kind of out of context. Just a little bit. But this scripture here, verse nine or verse uh, uh, nine is not out of context. It's it stands alone. It's a it's and I never. And so we go, well, how come God's not supplying all my need? Because we really don't believe the first one. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm just lobbing stuff out there. And if anything fits, put it on, walk away in it and say, that's a better day. I'm glad he brought that. Hurt my feelings a little bit because I thought I was further along. But I did wonder why it wasn't working like I thought it ought to be working. Do you all know that you have that thought? It's not working like I thought it should be working. And I don't know what to do with it because I know his word is immutable. But I, I don't see where I'm fouling up. I'm giving in every offering. I'm, I'm, I'm in an agreement. I'm holding my offering envelope up. I'm bringing it. And I'm so what is it? I think we should talk about that. I think we should know the truth because then we'll be set free. And I don't say I know the truth, but I'm going to lob some stuff out there and let the Lord work with you and me. I say that Christians do not give God the credit that he do is due for what he does. I listen to what Lynn does. I, I know what we do where where you pray for people. You you get they're homeless and you you spend six hundred dollars on them, getting them right and good and getting them off the street and, and almost dying. And they just they just lie at you. They just lie at you as you're leaving. Yeah, like whatever. You didn't really do anything. And I'm just amazed. And then Christians that you pray for, you, you go, OK, let's take this to task. Let's let's speak. Let's speak to your brother's tumor. Let's speak to your sister's uh, cancer. Let's speak to it. They say this and it's bad and there's there's need for prayer. There's no medical remedy or avenue of of escape. Let's take authority over it. And I'm going to agree with the word. You do the best you can with me and I'll speak to this mountain. And so you do. And so three days later, you say, well, uh, uh, baby girl, how how'd that turn out? And they said, well, it's wonderful. That medicine worked. Did I misrepresent it in any way? Yeah, good doctor. We got one flew in from Birmingham and he just took care of this. And you go, but what about, oh yeah, we did mention to the Lord that we did pray. And see, they think prayer is just, uh, 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 you get people to, I hope, let's see, make sure I don't step on any toes. Well, let's just step on some toes anyway. You know, I, I go out with people and they, and they pray for the meal and they pray for everything but the meal. I get in there and pray for the meal and they're like, we don't like the way you pray for the meal. There was, there was, there was, no, there was no veterans mentioned. There was no goodness of God mentioned. There was no, there was no great day that we're having mentioned. It's just... You just sanctified the food. You just went in there and and said, amen. So if that's the way prayer is with all people, or a lot of people. I sure don't say all people. Boy, I'm getting in deep. 
be sure and start the car. So believers are not giving God the credit for mucho blessing. That's what I wrote down for mucho blessing. He's doing it. He's answering prayer for the saints that you pray for these people. He's answering it because we're going we're going to it. We're speaking to the mountain. The mountain says, whoa, it's time to go. We got to get up and go because the man or woman of God has spoke to us and it's not it's not an option. We have to go. And so it goes. But then who you prayed for, they barely even know the mountain's not there. You go, what's up? I've given thousands of dollars to people that just like. The Lord said to I, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I messed up. I'm just saying. And it's like, whatever. Whatever. OK, well, we can't fix them. But we can sure make sure we're right. And that's all I'm talking about this morning. We're, we're not railing on the world because the world is the world and carnal is carnal. Mere men are mere men. So we're, we're not, we were all that until we weren't. Y'all remember, we were all that we gripe about. We were all that until the light of the glorious gospel shone upon us. So we're not mad at them. We want them to grow up, but the Lord wanted us to grow up and probably a lot sooner than we did. So you agree with them. You agree with the word. You speak the word of faith. They've never had the word that you speak in their presence addressed to some loved one or some problem or situation. They've never heard it the way you've said it. They've heard it. Well, just guide the hands of the doctors, Lord. Uh, that's not even in Hezekiah, like I said. That's, he's the healer. He's the over and above and got it. Let's just take care of it. Let's sweep the whole house while we're here. But everybody's like, well, Lord, we, just, we, got, a little, we got a little broom here, a little whisk broom, and we'll sweep a corner. He's like, I, I, I'm here to do business. Do you all hear me? He's here to do business. He's here to do business, and all he needs is somebody that says, I'm the one that's also here to do business. Matthew 25 talks about the three stewards, and two of them said, Master, when you come back, it'll be just as you said it should be. But one never said that. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, you're right there. Just slip over one page. We're not going very fast this morning. And God, verse 8, and God is able, oh, don't you love this? Oh, don't you love this? And God is able to make all grace abound toward me. Did you put me in there? You should, because that's who it's written to. It's a personal letter to you. Well, mine says Corinthians. No, it's to you. It's to me. God is able to make all grace abound toward me. That I, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound, may abound. You ought to get that on the Amplified Version. It talks about stuff that's way abounding. But here we're in the, we're in the King Jimmy, so it says, may abound to every good work. Now that's a yeah, buddy, got it done scripture. That's a promise that takes care of business. 
I said, that's the one that will go to the end and won't come back until it's done. All sufficiency in all things abounding to every good work. So all we have to do is discern what's a good work. So you got to do some ground checking. You got to you can't you can't just give your money everywhere. Let's just scatter some out there on the highway. Let's get it over here in the rocky. Let's put it in the thorny. No, no, no. You got to find the good ground. But he said, if you'll do that. It'll work. I'm ready for it to work. Are y'all ready for it to work? But you got to have a people that's willing to dig down deep and say, I've been lied to by myself. It was me. The liar was me. I didn't want to hold God accountable. I wanted to give him a way out in case it wasn't his will or it wasn't his way or it wasn't his timing. I didn't want to press him with the details. Therefore, I left it loose and just let the chips fall. I'm preaching real good this morning, y'all. <laughs> I saw both of you that said yes. Hallelujah. So how about we tighten up? How about if we believe the word exactly as it was sent and exactly as we received it? How about if we believe the word is true? What could we do if the word was true? What, what would be... If this scripture was true, what would be the difference in your life? Oh, we'd say something like night and day. Are y'all ready for night and day? I don't know why God's taking so long. He's not. Abraham, Abraham went a long time too long. But the Lord just wouldn't flinch. You know about them five card studs and hold them and those those card games where where poker's played the good ones don't flinch the lord don't flinch he's real good he doesn't say wow you really worked on this and you're fixing to get discouraged i can tell you're fixing to give up so i'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway even though it's not really my word i i'll just i got i just have so much sympathy for you <coughs> He doesn't do that, does he? If you want Bible results, you have to do it the Bible way. Listen to me. If you want what the Bible promises, you have to do what the Bible says is required to invoke and to release the promises. You got to do it all to have it all. It's not like, well, I'll do part of it and have part of it. No, if you do part of it, you have none of it. It's, a, it's a, like a contract. You've you got to sign every page. <laughs> and it's like, close enough, Lord. We're just mere little humans. No, he says, as he is, so are we in this world. That greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And that he always causes us to triumph. Oh, no, the Lord's not thinking that we're poor little mere humans. And Lord, we've lost our way and we don't know. Please have mercy on us. He did have mercy. He sent Jesus and then he sent the word. He did have mercy. There's a way out of every situation. There's a way out of everything. This is my pre-Christmas message. You ought to see what I get when I get closer. 
<laughs> Come back next week for the, the sequel. <laughs> oh, what does Malachi 3.10 say? Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. There'll be meat in my house. And then he says, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not pour out for unto you the windows of heaven, that you're not easily able to contain it. There's some italicized words there, so you can put in whatever you want that, that goes along with that. I never hear this scripture evoked. I never hear anybody saying, I'm a tither and bless the Lord. I have it because us tithers, we got lordship. We tithe not because it's a tax, not because it's a debt, not because we're afraid of God. We tithe because Jesus is Lord. We tithe because Jesus is Lord. So therefore, we tithe with generosity. We, 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 we round up, if anything. If anything. So we, we just say, ah, I got it here. And you can cheat on your tithing. No one's checking your books. There's no audit coming. But your conscience... Oh, oh, that's the greatest audit of all. So I never hear this scripture evoked. I never buy, hear somebody saying, I got an issue coming up. It's a serious issue. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I look at them. Well, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I look at them. I say, you know, I'm thinking you're a tither. Why are we having this question? Why is this? Well, you don't, what it said in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, you don't know intimately. I am a tither. And bless God, I am the king of the hill. I am the top of the rock. I, things happen for me that, that uh, mere Christians, even though they love God, God loves them. But they're, they're not, they're, they're mere men. They're just, they're just doing the best they can, trying to get along the best they can. But I'm a tither. I'm a, I'm a quick to do it, joyous tither. I, I like to. I like, ah, we're going to church today, baby. We're going to bring our tithe into the storehouse. <laughs> it's a good day. Yesterday was Saturday. We had to wait. But today is Sunday. Here we come. And you go like, well, why are you so happy? Because it makes my world. I can rest. I can eat, sit back. I can, I, this is a good day. Because the tither has the windows of heaven open up. And he's not just saying, see the open windows? He said, they're open so I can pour out heaven. Oh. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Well, you didn't have an intimate knowledge. You didn't have revelation. That means you didn't go over the word back and forth, forth and back, up and down, east and west, north and south, and go over it and put it in until it was integrated into your spirit man, till it was a part of your psyche, a part of your, 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 your uh, new man, a part of your mind of Christ. It wasn't in there because you know, you know, we turn the... Well, this one's backwards. You know we turn the switch on and off. We know how that goes. We know that hot is on the left and cold is on the right. Y'all do know that, don't you? We know that. But we don't know that the tither is totally supplied. 
and there is no trouble. It's just a matter of the Lord's working his promises out in the chaos. Well, it's a mess in there. Well, the Lord doesn't promise that there'll be no mess. He just promises the end. Did y'all get that? He promises the end. Well, it sure was messy getting to the end. Well, what do you care? It's just the end. We just are going to the end. All sufficiency in all things abounding to every good work. That's the end. Well, it was a, it was a nasty, we, it went every way but up during the middle. We don't care about the middle. The promise works in the chaos to get it to the end. I wonder if I've got another scripture. Ah, here's another one. <laughs> I thought he'd run out eventually. <laughs> Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith shall, shall save the sick. Am I hollering? Yeah. The prayer of Faith shall save the sick. That's what the Bible says. It's a promise. It's absolutely true. If you will do what the Bible says you should do, what you can do, what you must do, you will always in every event have what the Bible promises. Can we make that clearer? And so what do we, I never hear anybody say this scripture. I never hear anybody that what you know what we all want to do. Anybody? What do we all want to do? We want to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, that's not for you. That's not for you. That's for the lost. That's for the the it's not for you. So if you want to wing it and just say, I'm going to lay hands on you and whatever, because we can't really do that other. Then you have an undefined result coming. And we're, we're not trying to sit here and, and be legalists. I'm not trying to sit here and say, do it this way, do it that way. But just understand there is a detailed way for it to happen to you. But I never hear anybody say it. It's rare. I say I'd never, but it's not true. There have been people that came to me and said, Pastor, you know, I'm not anything special. I'm just like you. The husband's nothing special in the marriage. He's just like her. But he's in divine order. In divine order, there's a structure. There's a way that things are carried out. So there's not confusion. There's not chaos. There's not uh, dissymmetry. And so... In the church, there's elders. It doesn't make, well, you know, you know, there's a place in the Old Testament where Miriam and Aaron came to Moses. I think I'll bring this up. Not that I, I'm not tooting my horn. I don't care. I don't care. But there is a place in the Bible where Miriam and Aaron, the brother and sister of Moses, came to him and said, hey, hot dog. How come you get to do all the talking for God? We, we can talk for God too. And Moses said, hey, talk to him. Well, the next thing you know, Miriam is struck 
white with leprosy. Oh, divine order really is important to God. So I don't care if you come to me or not, or if you find some other elder, just read the word, whatever it says. But it does say that I am. And the reason I am, the only reason an elder is an elder is because they can pray the prayer of faith that will save the sick. It's not because, well, I went to college. I went to seminary. I went to, I, I've studied books. We don't care. Your kind are everywhere. Your kind are all over. We, we're fighting your kind. But it's that you learn to pray the prayer of faith. Family, learn to pray. Learn to pray. Get where you can pray the prayer of faith that will save the sick. And you won't have to say, wonder where pastor is. But I never hear, I hardly ever hear anybody say, let's go get some oil and let's go call him. I, I went into a hospital one time. I don't know if I can tell this story. Yeah, we'll just take a chance. <laughs> I went into, you know, and, and if you ever call me into the hospital, just, I'm just putting this out here. Turn off the TV. Because I will leave. So I'm sitting under the TV. And this person is in the bed. And has a, has a, a terrible terminal type prognosis. But we're yakking it up. Just yakking it up. And the TV's going over my head. And he's looking at it. Like we're going to find out if Festus comes in and, and shoots the bad guy. Or if it's going to be, if it's going to be Doc. Or if it's going to be. Matt Dillon, we, we, you know, we're waiting for the, who, you, you came at a bad time, Pastor. This, this is the good part. So he didn't turn the TV off on his own, so I asked him. And so he's just yucking it up. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you how it works. Do you want to know how it works? Oh. Well, meet me after, Pam. I'll tell you. Come on, y'all. I'm going to get in trouble for this. So I said to this man, he's like, he, he, he's just sitting there talking about, well, what about them rangers? What about those astros? What about, I don't know what he's talking about. And I'm on a string. My time is not my own, but I'll give it to anybody. I'll give my time to anybody. I, my time is yours if, if you want it, if you'll use your faith for it. So finally I said, sir, I'm here out of order. You did not ask me to come. He's a church member. Church member. You did not ask me to come. And so I'm violating protocol by, by, by being here. There's a cultural thing in churches where the pastor ought to go see the sick. And I am in that little mode, but I'm not in Bible protocol. But you can fix that, sir, by asking for the elder of the church to come and pray for the sick and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And he was indignant. Like, who do you think you are? I'm fine. Finally, after, I, you know, I'm done. Because I think I knew who. I don't think it was Festus that shot the bad guy. I think it was Matt. So I, you know. So finally he said, okay. Now you just get this. Okay. Pastor, will you pray for me? 
Can you see, can you feel the electric excitement of the, the of faith there? So I did, but nothing happened that I can tell. You see, it's important. This thing, this thing, you wouldn't develop a, a, an atomic bomb and go off script and say, I'm tired of the green wires connecting. I think I'm going to put a red one in there. You wouldn't go off script. You'd do it the way the script said, the, Bible, the bomb. Or you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't call for a brain surgeon that had a 60% recovery rate. And so we ought to treat it holy. This is the I am essential. Discovering who I am before I discover what I can do and what I can have. It doesn't work in reverse because you'll just wing it. You won't have authority. You won't have confidence. You won't have solidarity with, with who you are. I am here to do business is how we come to life. I am here to do business. Well, how do you do business? I am an emissary. I am an ambassador of the Most High. And he said that he made me, he, be, he made himself poor that he through his poverty might make me rich. I got this covered. Well, you don't look like you got nothing. The end will justify the journey. So, it doesn't matter. You say, well... I, I, I got to do it this way. Well, I don't have time for that. Oh, really? You don't have time for this? Your, your brother's in ICU, your mother's in, and you don't have time to do it right? Have a good day. Have a nice day. I've picked that up, haven't I? Hallelujah. Words are the highway that our faith travels on. The biggest pothole in your interstate is the one that says, I can't. In defiance of what the word says, you can. So we have to change what we say. Well, you can't change what you say because what you say comes out of, out of your head, out of the out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can't. We used to teach it wrong. We used to teach it just say, say, say. But what you have to do is you have to change, change, change. You have to put the word in and work the lie out. You gotta, it's a transaction. It happens all the time. Every day you got to get up and put the word in. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have been made rich by his stripes. He, he bore who I was. He, he became who I was so that I might be who he is by his stripes, the exchange, the substitution. I am healed. You got to get up and put that in. I said, you got to get up and put that in. You can't just say, I heard sermon number 63B and he said this. It doesn't matter. It's what's in here. So you got to drive stuff up, drive stuff out. You got to you got to purge it out. When you say I'm sh I think I'm sick. You got to purge that out. You got to back up and retract and say, "No! I'm never sick." 
Ah, did I lose y'all? So, that's how it works. You go, well, that's complicated. It couldn't be simpler. It couldn't be simpler. Because you're in control. I'm in control. Take out the nasty. Put in the holy. You're perfect. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak and you will say to the mountain, naturally speaking, because it's who you are, get out of Dodge Mountain. I'm coming through. I need that spot. And it says, I can't, I can't deny it. I have to go because the word of faith spoken is greater than I am. It's God's word. God's word made me the mountain would say. And so therefore God's word will put me wherever God's word wants me. Oh, things understand what you say. I'm going to do something. I, I got a whole bunch of good stuff here, but there's next week. If you dare come back. <laughs> now we have this thing and I haven't, I have never read it in church. But I'm going to read it this morning. It's called The Company of the Committed. And it's a high bar. It's a high bar. It's a lordship confession. Hardly anybody that I know is there, including myself. I want to be. I identify with it. I say of it. But every once in a while, I see myself having a flinching faith about something that doesn't betray it. But I'm working on it. Are y'all working on it? We're putting stuff in like this. I'm part of the company of the committed. I am an uncommon and exceptional man. The die has been cast. The decision is set. Jesus is Lord. I've stepped over the line and will never turn back. I am bold towards heaven, every level of hell and everyone on earth. Therefore, I will not falter or flinch, let up or look back, slow down, turn away, or be idle on any, of, any day of my bought-with-a-price life. That's pretty, yeah, buddy, isn't it? Well, it goes on. Chapter 2, my past is redeemed. Let's say that together. My past is redeemed. And that's part of your identification. My future is secure. And right now, everything is turning out amazing. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, earthly talking, cheap giving, and dwarfed goals. I'm sold out to Jesus and every part of my life is just right. Let's say that together. Every part of my life is just right. I no longer need preeminence, promotion, plaudits, popularity, or any honor to verify my life. I don't have to be first, right, noticed, or recognized, praised, rewarded, or remembered to prove the blessing of the Lord on me. I live by faith, pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of my Lord. I love with all patience, pray in every breath. Do all things through my Lord Jesus. Serve with his power and exercise authority by his name upon, above, and below the earth. My retirement is in heaven and on my journey my face is set. My pace is fast. My road is narrow. My way is rough. 
My companions are few. My guide is reliable and my mission is undeniably clear. Chapter five. I will not be distracted or detoured. Say it with me. I will not be distracted or detoured, entangled or pressed down by any temptation or weight. I refuse to be lured or enticed away, drawn back, compromised or delayed. I will not even blink or waver in the face of sacrifice, hesitate at the threat of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. Amen. Chapter six, I am a born again disciple of my Lord Jesus Christ, being perfectly refathered from above. By his word, I know who I am, what I have and all that I can do in him. He alone is my pattern in all things. I am healed, whole and healthy. I am full supplied and wealthy. His grace is abounding toward me and I have all sufficiency in all things. He teaches me to profit and leads me by the way I should go. As he is, so am I in this world. Therefore, I won't slow up, let up, give up, or shut up till I've stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and spoken for the cause of his gospel. I must go till he comes, give all that I have, teach till all know, and live my life as the days of heaven on earth. Chapter 7. Therefore... Here it comes. When my Lord comes for his own, he'll easily find me running my race and finishing my course and on time. In heaven's assignment for me, I am unshakably stalwart, decisively resilient, and dangerously fierce in him. My banner is clear. I am now leading the company of the committed. We're working that in. We're working that in. It's a high bar. I don't know of a higher confession, a higher bar of confession than that. It's just lordship. It's just Jesus. I signed up and I'm still signed up. And anything that's in me that's not signed up, I'm signing up. Help me, Lord. Help me. Jesus is wonderful. So we're finding out who we are. You've never been in a study quite like this where we go in and dig out everything that's not congruent and similar to who we are. The close enough's got to go. The, the, the yeah buddies have got to go. We got to get where we are unshakably undeterred in who we believe we are. And that if anything, and when anything, not if, but when anything comes up, we already know what to do. That's all you got to do is know what to do. If you'll lead, hundreds will follow. It's not like you have to have everybody behind you in there. You just got to lead. Well, there's a room of leaders here. Jesus had 12 and one of them was a skunk. Y'all know that. One of them denied him three times and one of them said, I won't believe unless I put my hand in his body. He had some scallywags in there and he chose them. In other words, the cream of the crop. You remember the 12 tribes that went into Israel, uh, into Canaan. Uh, they were the best of each tribe and only two of them came out agreeing with heaven. So don't feel like you're all alone, even though you're practically all alone. It doesn't matter. He's with us. 
And he'll keep his word and he'll keep it every time, every time, every time. He'll keep his word every time. So we just have to know some basics. We don't have to know the whole Bible. We don't have to know everything in Hezekiah and Jeremiah or whatever. We just need to know a few things that are basic. And that is who I am. Because by default, you'll know what you can do and what you can have. If you know who you are, everything else falls into place. So we are working on who we are. Therefore, when we lay hands on the sick, when we go out in the highways and hedges and lay hands on those folks that are genuinely needy and the Lord has a deep compassion and fire for them, we will consummate the will of God for their bodies by just laying our hands on them. They will receive healing and not all of them. One, one leper came back, even though nine kept on going, but not all of them will, will not come back. Some of them will be grateful. But that's not our business. That's not our business. Well, you didn't say thank you. Well, we, that's not our business. Our business is to go find the next one we can lay hands on, speak a word to, sow a seed, and encourage. So we're commissioned. River Church is commissioned. You go, we're just a regular church. We are not even close to a regular church. We are a regular church in kingdom sense, but we're not in cultural sense. But we're, 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 not, we're not boasting of that. We're just saying, Lord, help us. Help us. We need help to be who you said we are. And so there's lots of things missing. I hadn't got it all together. I'm working on it. I, I tell you, I'm, I am working on it. And I'm speaking as one that's already attained. But I'm, I'm still running my race. I'm still, I'm doing the, I'm really pressing. But there's things that I, that I don't do like, you know, like Paul. I, I wish I didn't do that or I wish I didn't think that or whatever. And I catch myself, not all the time, but I do. But I'm just like you are. But divine order says I get to get up and lead. But divine order says you get to get up and lead just in a different group. We're all leaders. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your good word today. And we were provoked to love and good works. And so, Lord, we will. We are challenged to be challenging. We will find who you have sent us to and we will change their life for the glory of God. Lord Jesus, we're completely submitted to you. Everything in us that's rebellious and up, uprising and not not we're, we're, we're after it, Lord. We're, we're settling down and we're on the mission. We know you're coming back soon and we're so glad. But until that hour, that moment, that second, we're going to be on it. Thank you for helping us in all our ways. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen.